It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 100% engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that view. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hi, this is Jim White, and thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Today, myself and Simon and Danny Murphy look back on Scotland's sensational European Championship qualifying win over Spain. We also discussed the Premier League Hall of Fame after Sir Alex Ferguson and Arsene Wenger were announced as the first managers to be included. Simon then explains why he thinks Pep Guardiola should be the next manager to receive the honour. The trouble with Scotland is that it's full of Scots. Wonderful. What a morning and what a start to the show. Edward Longshanks is with me alongside Danny Murphy and we're with you all the way through until one o'clock. Um, phones operator, well, he's that and many other things. George through there has just been telling me how much he enjoyed the Scotland win last night. Edward Longshanks, I'll come to you in a second. Danny, what was your take on it? Scott McTominay, you've been telling us he's capable of such a performance. Wow. His contribution was superb. Well, he showed. I've only seen brief highlights, so I wouldn't be. Oh, have you? I wouldn't be dishonest enough to watch the game um, for obvious reasons. But we'll get to that. I um for obvious reasons. I've always liked obvious reasons. Well, Let's get to it now. Well, it tends to be dull and drab, doesn't it? Normally, yeah. when you watch Scotland, Careful in some, yeah. really, yeah, they've they've exceeded all expectation last night. No one saw that coming. Not even you. All right, okay. But back to McTominay. All I right, think we're, I, we're we're starting with disrespect, and we'll go on with that. Will no, we? it's just a bit brutal honesty. The um okay. The, the, the strengths that McTominay... You didn't think it was part of your job here to watch the game and then come in prepared, no. either of you. But that's no, fine. No, no. Sorry, Edward, I'll come to you in a second. Danny. <laughs> I was watching a rerun. I didn't speak to you, uh, Longshanks. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, McTom- Danny, sorry, McTominay you were saying about McTominay. Sh- McTominay showed the best aspects of his game. Yeah. 
great energy, great physicality, good technical ability when he when he wants. People don't see that side of him as, as much, but because he can get up and down the pitch so well, he's capable of scoring many more goals at United than he does. Obviously, he hasn't played as much, but as I said last week, I think there'll be sure, I think there'll be plenty of clubs wanting to take him if United aren't going to play him. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, when you look at it, Hamden now has only seen two defeats in 18 competitive games. It's become a fortress. Spain, for that matter, had not lost in 19 European Championship qualifiers. And Scotland are top of Group A. So they're giving themselves every chance, Danny. That's the thing, aren't they? You know, two out of two, like England, two out of two, but they're giving themselves every chance. Well, it's a brilliant it's a brilliant foundation to work from. They got, I think they've got Turkey... Is it Turkey they got in the group? Or Norway. Norway next, sorry. Does your yeah, research continues to know no bounds? Well, I only know about England's group. Yeah, it looked for a player. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a great group. Well, there's spot. not a couple of cleaners in the 17th floor we could get in to take over from these two. <laughs> well, well someone needs, okay. needs cleaning in they'll here. Be better, anyway. They'll be better informed. <laughs> Yeah. I, I think they've given themselves a great start. Good. Game. So great we beat start. Turkey, we could get there. All right. Norway, uh, Norway, I said. Oh, Norway, Norway. sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Norway. You mentioned Turkey it. in there as well. I don't, yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know why we should bother asking you because you didn't watch it either, I did, did you? No, no. no, I did not. No. Uh, it was a choice of Scotland, colonic irrigation, or reruns of Songs of Praise. Oh, that's so funny. I did reruns of Songs of Praise to have well, the colonic well, irrigation at the time. Yeah. No, but honestly, in all seriousness, it's been a, it's been a remarkable week for Scotland. Yeah, it, it really has. You've got the national team winning a game. Yeah. I think it's a very commendable result. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think, when, I, when I you think, look I think at it, should be applauded. Two and it's only two defeats in 18 competitive games at Hamden. Do you not think Steve Clark, in his four years, he, he has now shown why he's in the, in the hot seat? I mean, yes. do you not think that he and the Scots should be commended Abs- for what they've absolutely. done? Absolutely. And Lancaster Bourne. Um, McTominay should be absolutely commended for playing for Scotland. You're absolutely right. Yeah, that, that northern yeah. grit that comes what from. What were Lancaster. you locked into? Were you locked into Union Jack TV last night watching no, the latest blast I, from I, Nigel Farage? I, I wasn't watching that. I was, With your velvet collar I think and your I, was, I think I was watching Piers Morgan. Oh, were you? I was. I was. I was. No, it's okay. You don't I, need to. Elaborate. I was one of the few thousand. So Scotland that was doing won that. it by two goals to nil. Afterwards, Manchester City and Spain's Rodri was full of it. Is uh, the way they play. Uh, you have to respect that at the end, it's, for me, it's a bit rubbish because uh, it's always wasting time. They, uh, how do you say, provoke, they provoke you and uh, they always fall. Like, this is, for me, it's not football. You have to try to, for the speed of the, of, of the sport, uh, you have to move on. But this, the referee has to take part on this and if it says nothing, it's a bit frustrating. I mean, Danny, that's almost laughable, isn't it? I mean, why would he stoop to those depths purely because he left Glasgow last night with not a point? I mean, Spain disappointed, to say the least. I can tell you, neither of you saw it. But in the latter stages of this game, they were passing the ball out of the park on a regular basis. They couldn't find each other on the pitch. They were so poor, it beggared belief. And he's saying Scotland's style of play and the refereeing. I always find it annoying when players start looking to blame something else other than themselves for losing football matches. Right. I've talked many times on the show about that blame culture that was kicked out of me and kicked out of the Liverpool lads when Julio came in. And it stuck with me for my career. You, you've got to look first and foremost at yourselves. You, you, you've you got enough quality on the pit. You can't, I did hear someone talking about the grass being too long. The ref, <laughs> I mean, come on. Rod, Rodri, he's lacked class there. And he's he's lacked experience, and what he should have be saying, <clears throat> even if he doesn't really mean it, is we weren't at the races. They did really well. Yeah. But there's more. There's another game to come. Yeah. And you know that type is fine. Nobody, you know, we'll, we'll have to put it right. To actually go down the line, he did, and disregard or disrespect 
what Scotland actually achieved and how well they played and, and whatever style. Yeah. I mean, he, he couldn't bring himself to say anything positive about the Scots. He'll, he'll pro- if he's got anything about him, which I think he probably has, he'll probably, he'll probably look back at that today and think... Yeah. Him, I mean, it's just a classic case of letting emotion get the better of you. Sure. Keith, good morning to you. Uh, Keith tells us he was at Hamden last night. What an atmosphere, what a result. Not getting carried away, but the present team are looking very good. Keith, you're not wrong. Bill's a Rangers and Scotland fan. Bill, good morning. What's your take on it? Good morning, Jim. Good Thank morning. you very much for winning the game in sixes for me way back in the day with Honours 3. Um, oh, yes, in the south side of Glasgow. I know where you are, Bill. What do you make of that? 2-0 against Spain. How does it rank? I think it ranks very high. We've had some wonderful times up there. And, you know, I, I'm a bit concerned. I understand where Ben and them are coming from. But you have to look at where we've come from. England have come through in the last few seasons. They're at the top table now. And so they should be with the resources. But... They get plenty of praise. Scotland did something quite special last night. And we can only play with the players we've got. But with respect to Danny and them, Man United, Liverpool, Chelsea, etc. When they win things, traditionally, they've had some Scots in their team and we could all name them all. So give some respect and some... I, I think you're dead right. Bill, well said. I mean, Bill's got a point, hasn't he? I think it's a remarkable result. result. Does it reinforce your belief that Scotland can win the Euros? I don't know, is Bill still with us? Bill, what, what do you think? It certainly reinforces my belief that they will get there and that is, has to be the aim in the, in the short term. As, as you said, Simon, obviously they're not going to win the Euros, but four years ago, you'd never have thought England were going to win it. They've been on a journey. I think they still don't have well, I still don't think they will either. So, yeah. But, you know, they're on a journey and we've had a lot of hard times up there. And to see some guys who are playing in the English Premier League representing Scotland yeah. as a move forward and I think you have to praise Steve Clark for building that I think that's that. right I think you're absolutely right <laughs> Bill, I think, I think there much. has been well some. Said. I mean, he's saying lack of respect. We were we were talking about us not watching the game. The respect the respect they have for the performance is is huge. I was talking. Look, I've been talking about people like McTominay last week, Robertson for for years on his quality. I, I've spoken about highly about Steve Clark many times in here because I've met him. I even interviewed him at one point, in which which he it was great. He was brilliant, and I actually really impressed with him. I've always liked him. Mm. So um, the respect is there. That's that's just. I mean, somebody... it's always been the hysteria of coming from the Scottish press after the European Championships when you lost a couple of games was counteracted by me suggesting that actually Scotland were going in the right direction, they were performing well in these games, and that the idea that Steve Clark should be sacked after the Ukraine uh, Euro- game, European, yeah. European Championships was poor. Now, we have to live in a, a situation, Jim, where we live in a studio with you, where you constantly turn around and say, if England win anything, it'll be your worst day. So you have to have something If England back. win anything, it would be my worst yes, day. Yes, when you sat on it, when you no, sat I've there, never if, said if that. England win the European... <laughs> yeah, you did. We can I've get the never audio. Said if that. England win the European Championships, it'll be my worst day. Is that where we were reduced to the smite? You no. said that, and I said this, no, no. Said that, and no, I said this. Long chunks. Last night, we're setting the Scotland tone. beat Spain by two goals to nil, and it goes down as one of the greatest ever. Certainly, it rates with November 1999 when I sat behind a goal with uh, former broadcaster, former Celtic in Scotland winger Davy Proven, and uh, England lost to Scotland by single goal to nil. Don Hutchison with a header, but you lot still went through on aggregate, and we bow to that because you qualified and Scotland didn't. But we won at Wembley that night. Last night, put that in mind for me. A great Scotland win. Are international tournaments, so Danny, richer here on these aisles with the other home nations present along with England? I mean, when another home nation begins to do well, and Wales beat Latvia last night, that should not go amiss. Ranked 133 in the world, 1-0, following the 1-1 draw away to Croatia. So there's life after bail, isn't there, for the Welsh? 
Yeah, but in, in terms of your first part of the question, I, I, I always enjoy tournaments more when we've got more home nations there. Yeah. 100%. Irrelevant of the silly rivalry and silly comments we have in here or anywhere else for that matter. It, you know, the Irish travel amazingly well. The Scottish, I was at, I was at um, one of the Welsh games. I did, did two of them, I think, in the World Cup. Tremendous fans. I mean, the national the national anthem that the Welsh fans belted out in the stadium I was at was, yeah. as, you know, back of your neck. I, it was, look, I think when you have an association with players every week and you're watching them in the Premier League and you see their journey growing up and coming yeah. up to play yeah. at that level, you're going to want to follow them more in these tournaments. And that, with the home nations, you're, you're going to want them to do well. A lot of these lads are playing for the clubs you support week in, week out, irrelevant of their nationality. Yeah. And the and the gentleman who spoke was right. I mean, some of my memories growing up of Liverpool, Kenny was my hero. You know, Scottish. Yeah. Remember Stevie Nicol? Ronnie Whelan, Irish. Of course. You know, the, the, these are all part of the journey of growing up in this country and Absolutely. watching players thrive, yeah. Absolutely. So, <laughs> I mean, if you want to give us a call, you can. We'll see if we can whip more, a few more of you on throughout the, the morning. Uh, where, do does it, where, where does it rank amongst <laughs> your national side's greatest night? Scotland fans, is that up there? Is it the very best? I heard Charlie Adam what on earlier what on. Is it for you, Because you go back, you go well back with the Scots. It's got to be. It's, it's certainly What's up it there. comparable to? I mentioned November 1999, when I thought it was going to be too much. Paul Scholes had, had done the business for England at Hamden. And then Scotland went south. They were trailing an aggregate. Could they turn it around? Oh, they they went Wembley, out 2-1. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Scotland won that night at Wembley. 1-0 uh, thanks to Don Hutchison. Last night has to be up there. Maybe it was the very best. If it was... And you're in agreement with that? Well, you're more than welcome to come on and tell us just that. 03717 I saw it the other day. England, two wins out of two. Yeah. Now Scotland, two wins out of two. Uh, there's Alex in Edinburgh. Jim, the disrespect's to be expected. If England had beaten Spain, we wouldn't hear the last of it this morning. Alex, you're right, especially on your, your last point. What a couple of melts you work with. I tell you, Alex, that's been kind to them. Download, stand well back, listen. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. 
Now then, if only you'd heard it in the commercial break, that was better than the start to the show. Uh, we know what we all feel now. It's Jim White and it's Simon Jordan and it's Danny Murphy and we are live on Talk Sport. Uh, Danny, I think the news came out at 10 o'clock this morning. Sir Alex Ferguson and Arsene Wenger have been inducted into the Premier League Hall of Fame. It's no real surprise when you look at the statistics that goes with both of these incredible individuals. Sir Alex Ferguson, the most successful manager in Premier League history with a record 13 titles, uh, including winning the title for an unprecedented three seasons on the trot on two separate occasions. What about Wenger? Of course, 22 seasons in charge of Arsenal. That is a Premier League record. He won the Premier League three times and he made history with the Invincibles. Martin Keown, Arsenal Invincible, became the only team to win the title while remaining unbeaten throughout the entire campaign. Danny, is there any doubt that this was always going to come? Is it not a surprise it didn't come earlier? Yeah, a little bit. Two of the most obvious candidates from a managerial perspective if not the most two but certainly that's Sir Alex and Wenger what he did for the game of football in this country yeah they from the minute it opened you might as well just put them in mightn't you yeah. I know they like to build it up to, to to make it a big deal but richly deserved two two wonderful managers who both brought so much to the game you know and they're going to be hard to follow because people don't stay in jobs long anymore I mean Klopp and Guardiola are the two that have had success and asked hopefully still continue, continually going to get success. Only when they finish or leave or will we only truly be able to judge judge that. Will think, anyone follow them? I think it's going will to be... Will anyone come close to toppling them? I think it'll be hard to come close to what Fer, uh, Fergie's done and won. Not just what he's done, what he won, but also the reinvention of the teams, uh, the wonderful dynasty that he created at Manchester United after a period of time where they'd had no success. Difficult to follow that. But we'll wait and see what Pep and you can do. I mean, it, it's it's a different game now, isn't it? Very, very few clubs stick with managers as long as those two had at their respective clubs. Yeah. And it's a different time. But I think Pep will be remembered whenever he leaves as to the style in which he got this City team to play with, the goals he scored, the points he amassed, because that's unparalleled. Nobody won the leagues with as many points as them and scored as many goals. So that that's going to be that's going to be something... He, he de- deservedly gets credited for Simon but, uh, from an influence point even alone is Pep the one who's making chase here oh absolutely I mean it's it's not a surprise that these guys have only just been inaugurated because they're the first ones in if there was anyone else in yeah. front of them it would be a silly argument and also when you launch these Hall of Fame things you know it tends to be like in the, I think the blueprint for it is the boxing world, and you don't tend to get the trainers in there first, do you? You tend to get the, yeah. the, the the fighters in there. So when you look at Wenger and and obviously Alex Ferguson that have had this longevity, but you look at the fact that Wenger, how many Premier League titles did he actually win? And then you look at Pep Guardiola, and he will compress probably twice the amount of titles that Arsene Wenger won into half the amount of time. Mm. So I think it's undeniable that the next cab off the rank to go into this Hall of Fame would most likely be Pep Guardiola. Because he's already come close. Well, I don't see how he can't have done, because if you've won the Premier League four times out of the last five seasons, yeah. I think that's a remarkable record, and I think it will put him right up there. It, it will supersede what Arsene Wenger... I mean, Arsene Wenger's record is the Invincibles, and the fact that, they, that Arsenal and Manchester United were the two poster boys for the Premier League, but I think undeniably... And then you start to run a little bit dry, because I don't think you can really suggest that winning one Premier League gives Jurgen Klopp a scenario no, but you know, I, I think he's an elite manager does it make it into the Hall of Fame because of that well it depends what the criteria is I was criteria thinking is. about this from a player perspective and a manager perspective and this is it leads back to the Harry Kane debate so you know somebody who's 
contributed so much to a, a, a league. So if you look at someone, I don't know, say Sam Allardyce, pluck him out the air, the amount of games he's managed in the Premier League and the impact he's had on so many clubs. Is, is he somebody that's given a huge contribution, deserves to be recognised in the Premier League, even though he's not won Depends silver. on the criteria, isn't it? Yeah, but, Inter- but, but silverware, does people do become obsessed with silverware. Not, not, in the conversation that we've had so far and the conversation that we're talking about, people popping in there next, not one of them's an Englishman. But when you look at it, I mean, in terms of what Ferguson did, though, Simon, to be honest, it beggars belief. It's only when you reread the achievement, you think every day, all day long, he should be in a Hall of Fame. I mean, and and Wenger for his influence and what he he did in that uh, invincible season. But 13 titles for Ferguson. Do you ask the question? do Do we ask the question? Has the Premier League ever been more challenging than it is now? Because when Ferguson and Wenger win their pomp, who was really, really, really pushing them economically and football-wise. And I, mean, I suppose we can pull people out and say the Newcastle were the entertainers in 96, but when you look at the landscape now and you've got Manchester City in the mix now, yeah. you've got um, Liverpool in the mix, you've got Chelsea in the mix now that are real bona fide. You could see any one of those winning a Premier League, mm. whereas back in the day it was a little bit more arsenal Manchester United, Arsenal. And I'm not suggesting that in one second you should decry the achievements of Alex Ferguson because they are unique at a unique football club. But it does round the circle about what now is the criteria. And you wonder if the time had been replaced with Ferguson coming in now if he would win 13 titles in the I, same you know way what? he did before. I, I take your point, but I think with Fergie, his ability to know when to get rid of players and then go and pluck the best in class from somewhere else at the right moment and integrate them into a team while mixing younger players from the Academy of United and things like that is incredible. His timing of decisions was superb. Yeah, and and when you when you look what he achieved himself, he was named manager of the season eleven times. Yeah. Uh, his record of wins five hundred and twenty eight wins from eight hundred and ten matches played. I mean, Sir Alex really, and Wenger in there uh, as well. Absolutely on merit. The question is, as these two are inducted into the Premier League Hall of Fame just this morning, in fact, in the last 29 minutes, will anyone come close to toppling their dynasties of influence and success? Well, we're agreed on Guardiola, and he's already giving chase, and he's already in there as a disruptor. But who may follow Pep? That is a big question. 100% engagement. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Sir Alex Ferguson and Arsene Wenger inducted into the Premier League Hall of Fame. Uh, who is close to following suit? There's an interesting one, Simon. Good morning. Great show. How about Neil Warnock for his achievements? Everything he's done for the game. Always been employed. That's Rob down in Dorset. Neil Warnock, is should it, he be in there? Is, but is it a Premier League Hall of Fame or is it an English Football Hall of the, Fame? This is the Premier League Hall of Fame, well, yeah. Well, Neil can't be in it then, can he? Yeah, if it was, if it was for achievements probably as a manager to the game in general... Yeah, you would think. Yeah, for the, I mean, amount, for the amount of promotions he's got, for the teams that he's been involved in, I think he's got seven, eight, nine, ten promotions, isn't he? Yeah. So you'd have to say, on that basis, if that was the qualification in terms of being inside English football, he would have a right to be in that Hall of Fame. As a, a possible inductee, Danny, we're getting the name Jose Mourinho a lot, certainly over Klopp. Uh, trucker Johnny is saying surely Mourinho gets in there ahead of Klopp. Max is saying he's a Blackburn fan, but Mourinho, I would have thought, could rival Guardiola as to be the next one who's in that Hall of Fame. Mourinho, Mourinho, I keep on seeing the name now coming through. He did brilliantly. He uh, created a really effective Chelsea team. It was good to watch, won titles. So, yeah, he's in the he's in the running. It depends, what, the, as we said before, what the criteria is, how elite you have to be. I mean, if you're talking about... Three Premier League titles, same number as Arsene. Well, then he'll be in. 
It'll yeah. be in. And it yeah. eclipses Klopp. And also the way he did it. You know, he came in from nowhere. He had no experience, walked through the door and bang, quite quickly got success. He didn't He didn't wait around. It wasn't like he, had, he needed three to five years. He did it the first season, yeah. He did it very... Was it first season? First wow. season, yeah. Yeah. But in terms of decorate, Yeah. I mean, I suppose inevitably you're going to go the most decorated players are going to be in first and then, of course, the most decorated managers. But there are some... There, there will be some people who probably deserve to be in there who aren't don't have, I think, anyway, who don't, who aren't decorated. It'll like be interesting to ascertain, Jim, what the actual criteria is, because then you can start to mushroom it out into the arguments that Danny's making about whether Sam Allardyce falls into the category, whether David Moyes' achievements yep, at Everton one. and subsequently... It's not uh, achieve, even achievements. It's, it, 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 it's, it's, it's whether that's... Well, it has the, to be achievements, doesn't it? It can't just be... Contribution. Because, yeah. I mean, it has to be achievements, doesn't it? I mean, it has to be something. That, oh, yeah. You, you would have to see a list of what they actually did during their times in charge. And so the list would, for Ferguson so, and the so list for Wenger's incredible. You, would you think the majority of people would say no to Moyes and no to Allardyce because they didn't win anything? Probably. I think it's got to be what you've actually... You, well, your honours, what you did at the time. I think the first out... I mean, it, it, it's unarguable, I think, that Guardiola has to go in next. It can't... Yeah. I, I know, but it cannot got, be. Get, I, I get that. Because there's only... Again, if you, otherwise you're going to run you're going to run dry very quick, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. You're not going to have many people in it from the management point of view. You're going to have an endless amount of players, but you're going to have very few managers. So you're going to have to widen the criteria to be based upon longevity, the amount of clubs that you've managed and, and those sort of things. Because otherwise initially... you'd have Claudio Ranieri in there ahead of Moyes and Allardyce. I mean, if you, I mean, would you feel, as a Hall of Fame manager, if you're, uh, Alice, uh, if you're Alex Ferguson, and then with due respect to Sam, you're then in a Hall of Fame with Sam Allardyce, who's never won anything, mm. yeah. and you've won everything. Yeah, yeah, what, what the, the imbalance yeah. is, is, yeah. is yeah, extremely it's clear. Fair point, yeah. yeah, yeah. Although Ferguson would probably welcome Allardyce as the best of pals. Yeah, I'm but, sure. Yeah. But it's funny how it works out. I think it's what you actually did in your times in charge. And for Wenger and Ferguson, uh, the two did what will never be repeated, particularly, I would say, Sir Alex. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back each weekday to bring you the best of the show. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else custom spray five and one only from rustoleum planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.